All right. Take it away, Michelle. All right. All right. Hey. All right. All right there. Hey, everybody. We're the Dirty Stayouts, and we're the Taco Bell Town, the podcast that deals with all things taco and lifestyle-related. My name is Michelle, formerly known as Truckalope Girl, backyard wrestler of the WWW, Wrestler to Wrestle. Nice to meet you. To my left, we have the magic man himself, Mr. Matt Woodland. Here's the magic man himself, Matt Woodland, formerly known as Matthew Woodland. <laughs> now he's back to Matt Woodland because he's young, he's fresh, and he's uh, vital and vibrant, my friends. Ready for the autumn. Who's that over there to my left? Whom could it be now? Hmm. Oh, this is this is Ryan. This is Ryan Arnold. Hi. I'm more of a front yard wrestler. I wrestle in the front. I wrestle with demons mostly <laughs> that mm. range anywhere from carpal tunnel syndrome to flashing my lights on the highway at people who didn't turn their high beams off as they approached me. Oh my good lord. This is a beautiful a beautiful evening afternoon. That's what I like to call it. It is here in the fungalo. It is uh, always a beautiful afternoon here in the fungalo and uh, hey fellas, I'd really like it if uh, we could talk about our week a little bit. You know, I want to hear about your taco ventures, your non-taco adventures. You know, what's 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 up? I want to start with you. What's popping off? What's shaking? Yeah. Yeah. Talk Who, to me. Who are we starting with? Mr. Matthew? I think we want to start with Mr. I'm, all, I'm always in the this sort of order. I think I maybe one day I'll erupt a little chaos. This is clockwise. It's a little right? something, yeah. We call it clockwise. It's clockwise. Thank you. Yeah. I thought I had A little some. something we like to call clockwise. I thought it might have made sense. Unless you're in uh, kangaroo territory, then it was, <laughs> would be counterclockwise. Because they do everything <laughs> incorrect. <laughs> We drive, okay. we drive on the right side of the road, the English drive on the left side of the road, and the Australians, they drive directly into wallabies. It's just littered. There. I don't know if you've ever been to the Aussie town, but oh boy, and Vegemite. I've heard of the Vegemite. <laughs> yeah, Vegemite. Anyways, talking about my week, talking about my week. Well, I uh, let's see. What have I been up to? I guess I'll tell you about a show I did. Uh, I've been doing, you know, in this uh, in this time of pandemic that we live in, I've been doing a lot of backyard shows uh, mm -hmm. here and there. A little bit of Connecticut, a little bit of Massachusetts. And I did this show at a, a nice, lovely family's house, and they were very hospitable. They offered me use of their bathroom. They Ooh, offered me small. a little, a yeah. small little beverage if I desired. I turned on the beverage. I brought my own, but that's neither here nor there. Oh, okay. And anyways, it was everything was lovely. It was set up beautifully. And it was one of those shows where everybody was laughing. Everybody was doing a great time. Every It was just sort of like, it was almost like a family gathering, and they just sort of just just really just uh lent uh, an olive branch over to the matthew it made me feel like one of the family until nice. I, uh, I until i took the stage oh god <laughs> and then it became very clear after a couple comments um <laughs> that they were they were they were none too they're none too pleased and i don't i'd always wonder what it is because i get a visceral reaction periodically <laughs> if you're above the age of 50 there's just something that, like i think you look at me as like uh i don't just like the like a like a radio shack toy or something that there's just <laughs> such a disconnect like the bleeps and the bloops or something okay because i wouldn't say it's like what i say is like <laughs> categorically offensive but there's something very annoying about me <laughs> that the elderly 
and the, and the youth. They're, they're, uh, this is where the elderly and the youth come together, is just being a little bit anti the Matthew, anti the kid. <laughs> okay. I, don't th- I think it must be something in the cadence, but after, like a little, after a few of my jokes, and the worst part is like, my peers there, they were laughing uncontrollably, yep. but during the whole set, I couldn't quite tell are they laughing with me? Are they laughing at the fact that they, uh, the real people, are not laughing at me? So I was in my head about that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but then eventually, the owner of the house, uh, the lady of the house, if you will, she said um, she stood up and announced, "I can't take this anymore. I'm going home." <laughs> and she walked into her own house, which was right there. <laughs> and. Um, so anyways, this was – and also periodically I would be heckled by the house dog. He would woof at me, and those were the biggest laughs. Every time the dog laughed at me – or uh, I guess the dog wasn't laughing. Well, he was laughing at me <laughs> proverbially. Mm-hmm. But he was woofing at me, and then they were laughing at the dog woofing at me. Like the dog was the, the hero in their eyes yep. and the true star because he was taking down the the blip blop bloop blop. I don't know. I guess they just oh. consider I must be just like a, a newfangled electronic that they're not into. I don't know, man. But that was uh, that's pretty much talking about my week. And also, there was a bit of a couch controversy this week. But I don't know if I can get into that because... Uh, I don't too want many people involved. You don't people, want to, like, yeah, I don't it. want. Th- I've already said too much. This I is going to be the yeah. It's going to be a flim jan. I already have uh, flim yeah. janery hot on my heels. Oh boy, <laughs> ready to uh, inject me with uh, some kind of a leprechaun syringe, if you will. Well, maybe we'll keep you out of trouble for Thank now, you. and then we'll move on to Ryan, and we'll talk to Ryan about how his week is. God bless you. But you can always tell us about that after, like when the mic's on. You know, if you want to like fill us oh, in on the couch I don't know. thing. You are the the TMZ. Mm-hmm. Of of local Western Mass. <laughs> I'm TMZ if like <laughs> if TMZ's only audience was uh, Paris Hilton and Britney Spears. I'm talking about the only people that would possibly listen to the podcast, and I'm painting them in a negative light, which it doesn't bode well for a young fledgling podcast. But uh, Ryan. Do me a favor, Taco, about your week. Yeah. That's not how you say that. Our audience is so <laughs> stupid. <laughs> Hold I was on. Just, I was just jumping on the on the train of alienating the people that might potentially be <laughs> listening to this. And if you didn't get that I was doing that, uh, you're stupid. Uh, I doubled down on it. It's It seemed like I was about to apologize, but I doubled down on it. Oh, yeah, baby. He Hold is... On. With, we, with American we... Sign Language, he's uh, signaling that he's talking about Jeff DeCaro, actually. <laughs> Jeffy. <laughs> what are you Using think? American Sign Language. Oh, no. <laughs> he's pantomiming a terrible, gross mullet right now, oh, for those of you that uh, it's are. It's <laughs> quarantine, you guys. Poor Jeff DeCaro. <laughs> I, it's like I say all the time. I see Jeff DeCaro, I'm like, poor fucking Jeff DeCaro, man. <laughs> And it's the I think it's the mullet because he's a he seems like a nice dude he's a nice dude, but it's like yeah he's got the poor Jeff DeCaro factor. I do you remember <laughs> I I had a quarantine mullet, and then Jeff DeCaro was a big part of my I was like we can't both have a mullet because it normalizes it, and it makes it less ironic. Do you ever have an ironic <laughs> mullet and then you go somewhere completely out of context for it and people look at you like. Uh, there's no no trace of irony. Like you did that to yourself on purpose. Just like, how hideous! Why like, would you do that? Yeah, you were just like, oh, you know, I was raised on Billy Ray Cyrus and uh, John Stamos and Full House. 
You know, that's the way I feel about when I see people still using scrunchies. I'm like, stop it. Really? Yeah. And a mullet's in the eye of the beholder, yeah. I'm still wearing these uh, wearing these uh, jellies. <laughs> Footwear. What? Jellies. Remember when jellies were big? Do you remember what a jelly? Yeah. There's not actually. You're looking at my foot like I'm actually wearing a jelly, but it's this is theater of the mind. The mouth. <laughs> I have I have wiggled my foot as if like to draw attention and then to see that clearly it's not a jelly. That's a that's a early '90s uh, little girl uh, shoe, I believe. And it looks exactly like a jelly, and not like the shoe I'm looking at right now. <laughs> but... So, got me again, Matt. <laughs> Struck again. <laughs> Ryan, talk about your week. That's my fault. My bad. It's it's been a pretty uh, been a pretty out of the ordinary week. Did I say out of the ordinary? You did. It's, it's you been a pretty ordinary. Would you call it extraordinary? <laughs> I was see what happened is that I was hoping if I said it was out of the ordinary that something would come to me. Because I was thinking that's not that's not good podcast if I just say you know just doing a bit of laundry here and there maybe maybe I'm planning on having a bowl of cereal but then I keep scooping up a handful of the cereal and eat it dry and before you know it there's no more cereal and i haven't had one single proper bowl with oh. milk it's just been handfuls but those handfuls were delicious so oh but it's still without you're still without though and that's the sad part it's portion control i have a portion control problem oh <laughs> that sounds like a week and by week i mean w e a k week week i'm empath- i sympathize uh, so what kind of so ryan <laughs> that wasn't a good answer <laughs> right what cereal did you actually have or was that more of a metaphor it was a it was a captain crunch with crunch berries in it oh my i was God. picturing i don't know why but i actually was picturing a cereal when he was talking i was picturing golden grams i like golden grams those are good yeah i don't know why for some reason he struck me as a golden grams guy you know what i was picturing what cheerios and can I tell you a quick secret about Cheerios? I'd love to hear We one. haven't had Cheerios in our house for years. Why would we? We don't have a toddler. <laughs> We're all grown-ass adults. But there's still, you find like a stray Cheerio like under the radiator periodically. Ooh. A Cheerio just, well, a Cheerio is omnipresent. I don't care if you shop for Cheerios that day or not. There's going to be stray Cheerios on your floor. You just look. There's a Cheerio right there. Wait, no. That's a... Uh, that's a floor tile. My fault. <laughs> well, that's like previous tenant stuff. That the kinda... battery on this has really got me. I'm gonna change. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna change these batteries. <laughs> All right, battery change. Coming battery right. change. Be, 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 we'll, be right we'll, back. we'll be right back. <laughs> are we going? We're going, I guess. Yeah, yeah, Ryan, you were talking about your week, or were you just finished talking about your week? The cereal. We got into that. Yeah. And um. I think we broke. I, a I think I, I think I hit a bit of a wall in watching movies all month i thought i was gonna i thought i was gonna binge all month and i hit a little bit of a wall really you can't you can't just spend each and every waking hour of your day watching uh horrifying things Mm -hmm. without Mm. it starts to wreak havoc on your nerves yep because in your quieter moments you develop like a trauma response where Mm. at any moment you expect a musical cue to just break in and Mm-hmm. You're on you're on edge. So I'm a little bit on edge, so this uh, peppermint tea is really helping. Okay. You're vicariously spooking me right now, just with your I know. You're so filled with with spook and gore and uh 
and uh, unpleasantries that I'm a little vicariously like, ah, even on this beautiful autumn afternoon. I share Matthew's sentiment because I know what you've been up to all month. I know everything that you've been watching. I've been seeing it all. And I knew this moment was going to happen, Ryan. I saw this coming. I know you're a tough <laughs> I guy. I know what you did last summer. I know you can handle your horror, but I'm like, there's only so much of this a human being can handle. Because I put myself in Ryan's shoes and I'm like, oh my God. Like, so that I have glee on when you come over today, it makes me feel like I did you a favor. So... I appreciate it. Maybe I will. You're trying to, yeah, with your glee, you're trying to counteract his uh, his internal spookiness. And um, with this tea, you're trying to counteract my inner instant coffee. Jitters. <laughs> yes. Mm. I Can I tell you quick something about, I've been attempting to watch spooky movies much as Ryan. Okay. But I keep, I, if you know anything about Matthew, he's the tangential kid. Right. So I attempted to watch a spooky movie. So I went to HBO, um, the horror section. But they lump it in with the um, the a sci-fi section. Mm -hmm. So then I was attempting to go. I was tr I wanted to go watch a spook, a real spooker, if you will. And I accidentally um, then I accidentally fell on. Uh, 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 I accidentally watched a Dreamscape, which I uh, who's that? Bill Paxton? Who's that? No, it's uh, that was from the which 80s. one's the other guy? Yeah, not Bill Paxton. Bill who's, Pullman? Not Pullman. Not Bill Pullman. He's got the brother. Uh, oh boy, is it Bill Paxton? No, it can't be Bill Paxton. He's got that really charming, not so charming, but he's got, he's like a mixture of a Tom Cruise and a The Joker smile. He's also, okay. Willem Dafoe? Also in, uh, then yeah, I, that's a good guess. Inner Space? I also, inner, I, who's that guy? Oh, Dennis Quaid? Dennis Quaid. Oh my God, it's so <laughs> different was, uh, from Bill Paxton. I put him in the same category. Bill Pullman, okay. Bill Paxton, Dennis Quaid. All right. Um. But I've been so I've been attempting to watch real spookers. But then I went on a Dennis Quaid. Then I went on that. So then I watched a couple Quaidsters. Mm -hmm. And then I went and last night I watched Three Amigos. So I'm really I'm far off the mark when it comes to spook. I really got it. Somehow I got to steer myself back into that because it's I'll, I'll tell you that I mean because I went from Dennis Quaid, then Martin Short. So then that's how I slurped in the Three Amigos. So I don't know how I'm gonna ba get back to spooky from Three Amigos at this point. Right now, I have uh, City Slickers queued up, to be oh, honest. <laughs> so I'm really, I'm far, I'm well off the reservation in, you, of Spooktown. You have great taste in movies, though. Those are all great movies, so. Are they? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I realized? There's I something. I think so. Three Amigos, I realize, I, because something about, like, the blatant racism for the, the Mexicans, there was something nostalgic yeah. about it, which made me realize how incredibly lousy my generation is. <laughs> that I'm getting comfort in how just, <laughs> it's amazing. Like, you, you never think about it till you go back and you realize, like, oh my good, look at this portrayal. That's really, it really it warms my heart <laughs> because it reminds me of a time, times of yore. <laughs> Yeah, you watch something in in black and white. Not that Three Amigos is, uh, is it's in color, but pretty much anything in black and white, it's gonna be gonna be a little uncomfortable. Yes. Mm. Some of the cultural references that they might make, a little sure. little uncomfortable. Talking about Indians. Oh, they yeah. don't. They were always the bad. bad. They were like the zombies of yesteryear. Where if you had a lazy writer that didn't get the plot quite, just stick a few Indians in there, a few Braves, as they they used to call over mm -hmm. there. No good these days. We look down on that. Yeah. Well, I mean, it is. Th I mean, if you think, if you go down, take a walk down uh, memory lane, it's like the audacity to not let us just conquest you up <laughs> can we just have your land 
It's just like I'm like for instance, I I came to Michelle's house. I'm like, this is a lovely house. How about it's mine? <laughs> Here's a few that. spices and seeds <laughs> and pebbles. It's I'm willing to go as high as one marble. <laughs> Manifest this is my destiny. property now. <laughs> That's what they call that. Yeah. Let me get the pink slip, please. <laughs> Jesus. Do you do pink slips for houses? I've never been a homeowner. You're not going to pink slip me, Matt. <laughs> Let's race for pinks. <laughs> I don't think so. They'll be dancing in this town. <laughs> Somebody's going to have to pay the insurance. Nobody wants to think about the insurance when you're, when you're drag racing for pink slips. <laughs> but somebody's going to have to. <laughs> That's why every gang needs a bureaucrat. You need, if, if, you know, you give him a leather jacket, but really he's uh, he's cooking the books. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you guys want to cook the books <laughs> for the for the? These podcasts got a lot of there's a lot of tax loopholes that we could. <laughs> oh hell yeah. Yeah. We take advantage to. of. We're gonna have to. Mm-hmm. I think the dirty stayouts is gonna be an offshore bank account type situation. Mm-hmm. Cayman Islands, Definitely Virgin Cayman Islands, Islands. Uh, Galapagos. That's where I, most of my banking I do in the Galapagos Islands. Switzerland. The joy of cooking the books. My yep. banker's a finch. That's how, we're, <laughs> that's how we'll grow. Tons of frauds. Well, uh, I guess I'll go into talk about my week a little bit. Please. Uh, just to, you know, talk this is a week. very tame week compared to my previous week. So okay. I appreciate having the piece working from home again, which I absolutely love. Roll out of bed 15 minutes before you're due for your shift. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. Shower at lunch. You know, why not? Kill an hour. Take it all there. So I've been relaxing a lot more. Uh, went to the Franklin County Fairgrounds yesterday. And uh, I went to go see a couple of my good friends, Joe Capinos and Daniel Fogarty, do some stand-up mm-hmm. along with, you know, the lovely Ange Buxton, Monk, and Paul, and uh, Kendall, all the, everybody, Maureen, everybody there. And uh, I went, and Monk surprised me by asking me if I wanted to do a set. And I thought that was awful nice. And I let myself... Mm-hmm. With the delusion, allow myself the delusion of thinking, this is some fucking Jerry Seinfeld shit. Just rolling up somewhere and they're like, hey, you're here, man. You want a set? That's right, yeah. But I had to be like, no, Michelle, smack your ego in the face. It's just because you're here and maybe they want to extend the show out a little bit, you know? So I let myself have that delusion for a second that I was that good that they're like, we got to have her in the show. Was that your first special guest spot? Yeah. Pretty, yeah. Pretty, pretty cool. You want to Five minutes, and I filled it with good stuff. Uh, also, I want to also just update everybody. I'll end it on this. I've been writing more material and less material about my uterus. So I'm excited about that. More Less less uterus or more? Less uterus I'm going to pick up the slack then. Will you? <laughs> I would... I'll tell everybody about your uterus. Have you heard? <laughs> <laughs> the Get hot, the, skinny uterus. The I town would love crier. to hear your take on my uterus, man. I would love I to hear a, your take on I got on a it. hot take. Hear ye. Here yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. It's a uh, smooth sailing for me, knock on wood, this week. Pretty good. Boom. Oh, I am going to have to get a colonoscopy. Okay. Very first one. You guys don't have to worry that about that until you're 45. Ah, not so fast, Michelle. Matthew, have you already had one? Matthew's got garbage digested. <laughs> so, <laughs> so daddy's had a nice colonoscopy. Oh, yeah. A few wow. years back. Okay, because I'm a little nervous about this. Cause I've, so I've heard from somebody that... They went to their colonoscopy. They were supposed to get knocked out, but it mm-hmm. didn't work. And so they started to feel it. And they were like, hey, hey, hey. I feel that. And uh-huh. the doctor was like, oh, I'm sorry. You're going to have to come back next time. You only get one shot to be knocked out. They can't just give you a little knocks. bit more. Right. 
Yeah, I, that, just, I would just pass. You're doing some Eminem there. Yeah, <laughs> I, <laughs> I knew the word opportunity, and that uh, that I I really uh. I just picture the doctor has like an old wooden hammer, and if you wake up, he just like in a Looney Tunes cartoon. If Bugs Bunny <laughs> was your surgeon, he would anesthetize you, and if you woke up and you said, "I'm not quite out," you just bam, done. Yeah. Yeah. Hammer, and, yeah. Until there's enough sparrows twirling around your head. Exactly. He's good. He's well yeah. under. <laughs> We got a, we got a, uh, I couldn't think of one bird name. <laughs> a thrush? <laughs> I feel like the embarrassing part is going to have to find, like, finding somebody to give me a ride after. Like, I'm going to, I have, I'm going to have a colonoscopy. They're not going to let me drive myself home. Can you come get me? Like, asking somebody for that. That feels embarrassing because you have to let them know. Bro, Wait. can I tell you about a colonoscopy is wonderful. If you're a kind of guy, well, here's the thing about a Matthew. <laughs> Matthew's uh he's a clean and sober boy, doesn't do drugs and stuff. So whenever I hear that I get a uh, colonoscopy, I'm like, "Ooh, this is a free opportunity to get a little bit of the sl slip slurp." Cuz they give you I think I don't know if it's the propoth, I don't know what they give you, but it is and you you barely get to enjoy it because they cuz you're pretty much unconscious for it, but in that beginning when you first start when they're counting backwards from like 100 or whatever, and it sets in, you remember what happiness feels like. Really? And it's like, <laughs> yeah. it's it's the best. It, I, I love a colonoscopy. Yeah, that, any of those freebies. I This is how you know I'm an, uh, a sick guy is whenever I feel, whenever I get the sun, if I feel like, oh, I have to get a tooth removed. If I feel like there's going to be some real terrible thing that's happening to my body, part of me in the back of my mind is there's going to be a silver lining, bro. Cause you can go get, <laughs> you can, you can get that nice euphoria, baby, and you don't gotta collect a chip the next day because it's legit, bruh. <laughs> While I identify oh with that one hundred percent, I lament that I feel like it's not as true as it was even ten years ago. <laughs> that that things that they would, because uh, I feel that exact same way. You know, right. I I uh, slipped on the ice last winter and yep. broke one of my ribs, and uh, before I even. Uh, hit the ground i was thinking like well there's there's an upside mm -hmm. to this but i know from having to get dental work in the last couple of years that a doctor no longer because we have a, a problem with people taking too many pills now in the country uh, a doctor does not want to give you any pills even for the thing that the pills were invented for so that's true <laughs> And it really, it is our fault. We, <laughs> our generation, and because we knew how to, it's like, okay, if you can take one dose and you feel mildly good, quadruple dose, bro. <laughs> Why would you not try to feel like a million bucks at all times with too many pills? It's obvious. One, one and two equals three, my friend. Well, also, you <laughs> hurt yourself. You know, you're miserable. Why not a little pick-me-up? Yeah. I, I, I resent the fact that, one of the side the side effect that they're trying to avoid is euphoria cuz a doctor will bend over backwards to say is there anything that we can do to muffle this pain that's not gonna uh, end up in you feeling good about about life uh, huh. they say euphoria is the thing we're trying to avoid how about some uh, how about some tylenol how about some uh uh tramadol you know oh, that the word that won't make you feel good at all it, it won't kill your pain either the worst is the bait and switch where you think that they're starting to write you a prescription you're like oh daddy here it comes and then you get the prescription and it's just for like uh extra big ibuprofen or something yep. it's just like oh you son of a gun son of a gun you got me again this conversation makes a lot of sense because i had been given when i was in the hospital last i was given dilaudid 
Oh, kind of like God. that's a good one. Yes, but I made the mistake of like water soluble. Like, it, it, like you know, you get that rush in the back of your neck, and it feels warm, and like it helped me sleep. Oh, like I was in so much pain, Jesus I couldn't sleep, Christ. and I made the I made the mistake of to, to the nurse as she was putting it in my IV. I went, ooh, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm like now I can relax. <laughs> I said that, and that was the last time I got Dilaudid. I noticed that that was the last time I got Dilaudid. It's that's called like I call that just an instant purpose to life type of a thing. There's actually a video on the www.internet.com of Matthew on the stage of Bishop's Lounge flying high on Dilaudid. What? <laughs> Whoa. That's something I will have to that's another video we'll have to break out one time. And uh, my big joke for that night was I I ripped up a $20 bill and, th- and threw it as confetti. <laughs> <laughs> I was a bit of a goose. What a goose! <laughs> that's yeah. That's my idea of a bringer. <laughs> Just like Here I'll spend go. twenty dollar bills, but and then I remember somebody in the audience was like. You could have just given that $20 bill to me. Which is like, okay, the idea of ripping up a 20 isn't exactly a, a fully fleshed out joke per se. Mm-hmm. But there's much less performance in me just giving a friend $20. Mm-hmm. True. You cannot, that doesn't go on the stage whatsoever. So That's it. There's no performance to it otherwise. Mm-hmm. Oh, I get you. it. All right. <laughs> well, this has been great catching up with you. But now I feel like it's time to check out with Chopper Ryan. <laughs> we asked him. We asked him to do weather on the eights, and he just straight said hell no. So we get him once once a cast. So come on, Chopper Ryan, tell us what's happening. Well, as usual during the day, there are no nocturnal animals out here. I can't see a one, and I was promised a skunk, a raccoon, a possum. What are some other? Uh, uh, a, a cat is a cat a nocturnal a guinea yeah. pig hedgehog a black cat is yeah that's a nighttime cat <laughs> black cats. white cats come out during the day if you catch them around midday you'll see them fight and you can tell which one's good and which one's evil mm-hmm. oh over here we see a, a, a stripy alligator uh, yeah no it's it, I wanted a skunk but what I see is a stripy alley oh my god going towards that small child oh he's he's eaten that child is dead Somebody inform the parents. Where? The dead child is crying and it's terrible. Sounds like a peacock and a porcupine had a baby. I deserved my luck. Sounds like a horror movie you watch. Don't eat me, you furry alligator. I wanted to live. I was just going to have a nice bowl of Cheerios. (laughs) There is a tree across Form Height Avenue. It's down. And so if you're trafficking in... uh, (laughs) He's painting such a painter. (laughs) We are so susceptible to suggestion. We just started looking outside. (laughs) Where is it? But Ryan said. (laughs) Oh my God. Hypnotist Ryan. (laughs) Well, Well, thank you for that, Ryan. Signing off. Signing off. Scene. Now is time for my favorite segment. What? Pico your topic. Pico your topic. Boom. We get down to the nitty gritty on everything from what body part you use the most to your best experiences with food poisoning. Love the nitty, hate the gritty. Yep. You never know what we're going to do, Pico. It's random, homie. Pico your topic. So random. Now I'm going to ask my friend here to the left, Matthew. Me amo Montego. Yep. (laughs) 
Terrific. <laughs> Terrific. <laughs> Would you nice. please reach in inside Darth to pull our Pico? It's a beautiful setup here. Thanks. Oh, what a beautiful I was up setup. early this morning. Oh, what a beautiful day. Okay, for our, for today's Pico, your topic, I don't think, have we done this one? First, well, we haven't because obviously there's a flawless system in place, so this wouldn't happen. Oh Doi, easy, Matthew. Everybody's first taco. We've not talked about a first taco. Ooh, first taco. All right. I'm betting that my first taco was very bland and very Caucasian-y. Because my my mother didn't cook with spices a whole lot, so I'm guessing that my first taco was uh, hamburger meat cooked in a skillet uh -huh. with uh, like white rice and maybe some cheese and no vegetables. That's what I'm gonna huh <laughs> with a with a tortilla over over top. Interesting. So uh, I can't I can't remember my first proper taco like going. I was a little bit of a picky eater. As a child, so mm -hmm. I, you know, I would order a plain hamburger, you know, don't want any vegetables or pickles or any of that mess. So, uh, my, my, my first honest to goodness taco was probably much later in life, probably okay. in the, the cities of Massachusetts. Ooh. <laughs> okay. 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 Michelle, what's your first taco? Well, I'm going to kind of break it down like Ryan did, because I like what you did there. I'm going to, my first taco, and then the best taco, like my first best taco. So my first taco, I'm pretty sure it was the cafeteria's taco in elementary school oh, okay. when I was in first grade. That was my first taco, and it was just a hard corn shell with the leftover Sloppy Joe meat from Sloppy Joe's. Oh, so it wasn't even proper taco meat. It was like Sloppy Joe meat, right. and then just like a little bit, like sprinkle of like American cheese on top, and that was it. So that's like my first exposure to taco. But then, like, because my parents were divorced and my dad, who I always thought was my, okay, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to call him say the cool it. parent. I'm not going to call him the cool parent. I thought you were going to say, mom is I always cool thought he was really too. my grandfather. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank, no, that's not the case here. But he, uh, he is, I get my eating from him because he likes to eat a lot. And he, okay. there's this place in Abington, Massachusetts that used to be there called Carmen and Juan's Wana Taco, J U A N A Taco. Uh, okay. Carmen and Juan's Wana Taco, and that's where I had my first best taco. I had a taco, and then I had enchiladas, and I remember I was probably like ten or eleven when I first had real taco, and it was like the best because it was like I remember the meat wasn't really like uh, the ground meat; it was like kind of like beef, like real beef taco, mm -hmm. and uh, the fresh lettuce and the tomato and everything, but. I will say this, though. That was my best real taco. I found that I was an enchilada girl through okay. that experience. Oh, so yeah. enchiladas are with the mole sauce. That's kind of more in my bag. Where it's at. I like tacos um, for good. But I would get more an enchilada if I were to go to a Mexican Okay. They push came to shove. What about you, man? I was thinking over that. And, yeah, it's hard to pinpoint exactly what your first taco is. Because when you're probably having your first taco, you're not thinking someday. Maybe not today. Maybe not tomorrow. But someday. This question will come up, and this will be <laughs> who wants to know. This would be a pertinent uh, piece of topic. But anyways, I believe it would probably be it would have to be mother's tacos. And I all I remember is she would take like a sheet pan, and she'd have the corn uh, tortilla things and uh, shells, if you will, and she would slurp some refried beans on on it, and just sort of 
probably toss some. I'm sh positive she didn't have the right cheese. I'm sure it was probably mozzarella. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm sure I did not have an authentic taco experience as a as a boy growing up in my house. But I'm sure it was that was some that was her version of a taco. Yeah. Um. Then and then my first I I can't say what my first taco is, but I do remember um there was a period in my life where I was hell bent on being an entrepreneur. <laughs> And then I ate this taco that was so glorious. My girlfriend at the time, she had a she had such a wonderful recipe for a taco, and I don't know what she did with it, but it was it was probably because my only other uh, experience of a taco was a mozzarella taco. <laughs> and I, so I had the taco. I thought it was so glorious, and you know what? Once in a while, I'll eat something and I'll accidentally uh, attempt to like structure my whole life around uh, how delicious something was. So I wanted to go into business for myself and start a taco stand. Aww. And first I came up with the name Matthew's Tasty Tacos. Huh? Simple and delicious. <laughs> it says it all. Yeah. yeah. And then I actually went, I don't know, I was going about it very oddly. Because then I went and I took like a, I took like a class to get a surf, to be surf safe certified. Mm -hmm. So I went, I was going through a lot of the motions about it. And then at one point... The inventor of Bueno Isano, he came to he came to my school and was teaching an entrepreneurship class, and I talked to him, and he decided that he would go into business with Matthew in starting a taco stand. Wow! Wow! And I guess that's at the point that the whole thing became too real for me, <laughs> and it got out of my fun fantasy entrepreneur idea, oh and that's when I just went and worked at the Donut Man instead. So that was the that was the birth and death of my dream. Sometimes you don't actually want to do something. You just want to live in a fantasy of I'm in the process of starting a taco stand, but you don't actually want a taco stand. But I have to tell you that you ended up at a fucking sweet donut shop. Like the donut man was the best. I disagree. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Can I tell you a secret about the donut man? Oh god, you're going to ruin it for me. The donut man used was there was literally no difference between the donut man and Dunkin Donuts because the owner of the donut man <laughs> just up. brought all the equipment, all the ingredients, everything exactly from his old Dunkin Donuts store and just changed the name to the donut man. You can't tell me that no, you can't tell me they had it's these great Dunkin chocolate donuts. coconut covered donuts. That's a Dunkin Donut. That cannot be. <laughs> you are such a you, you love Dunkin my Donuts. Life right now? You know what your favorite boutique donut shop is? Dunkin Donuts, my friend. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's a Dunkin wow. Donuts. That was That was I was unprepared for how interesting that anecdote was. <laughs> Is there any truth to the the old legend about there actually being a donut man behind the donut man? See, when <laughs> when I was a kid, they used to talk about that place and they would say, even though I'm not from the area, they would say that there was a donut man, a man made of donuts that lived in the in the basement, and that's where all the dough would come from. Is that they would have to cut it off in little pieces, and he would say, "No, not my dough." <laughs> No! <laughs> and they would do it anyhow, and then they would use it to make the donuts, and the children would all say, these are the most delicious donuts we've ever <laughs> had in our lives. Is there, is there this any... Was, this seems like the Freddy Krueger Was this an making. actual tale? Yeah. Or just a uh, Dilaudid fever dream you were having, my friend? <laughs> <laughs> um, no. I don't. There wasn't. There wasn't so much of a donut man as much as there was 
the this Portuguese guy named Tony who was embezzling a whole bunch of money from his brother. <laughs> Did they call him the Donut Man? <laughs> they called him the Donut Man. Oh. <laughs> Fact, fact meets fiction. <laughs> Rubber he meets was, the road. He looked. He was such a. Oh my! This guy was a classic. His his big favorite thing to do was there. He had um, whenever like uh, a black lady would come in, he would whenever she would leave, he would turn to Matthew and make this joke. He he would say, um, "I hope <laughs> it's not too windy out today, because that." That big ass is gonna go fluttering around. Oh no! That it doesn't even make a like. If you're gonna go for a racist joke, it doesn't. That's not even how anything works. But I can see an ass fluttering around like a bat. Uh, I, it's not attached to anything though. It's just a free roaming ass. <laughs> like a like a plastic bag from a uh, from a American Beauty. Just can you imagine? Yeah, if it was dark, pitch dark <laughs> outside, and you from the corner, you start to hear the sound of a booty clap. <laughs> and you look around, you're like, "What in the hell is that?" And it is a a full on fluttering disembodied booty. Yeah, <laughs> is that a boot? Is that a booty clap? No, that's just another one of those wet ass pussies. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I I don't. It's just I love when uh, somebody that doesn't have a firm grasp of the English language, the first thing they want to they're like, all right, how do we get? How can I? T how can I to invent a new racist joke <laughs> that doesn't really make sense in stereotypes? But he had a lot of he had a lot of go. But he, you could tell because you could tell how excited he was because <laughs> he would look at me and I knew he was going to make his joke. He was just waiting for the time. I'm like, Tony, you got you done it again, my friend. I can guarantee that that anecdote is going to enter my mind at the most laugh inappropriate time later on in this <laughs> oh, week. No. Whatever the moment I'm least supposed to be laughing, it's going to hope it's not too windy. <laughs> big <laughs> ass flutter away. <laughs> that, that big ass. She's got a fluttery ass. <laughs> that would be even funnier to say to a person just to watch them. Do you think they would be confused and then offended or vice versa? <laughs> What the hell did you just what say to me? First, yeah. Wait, what the it, hell did you just say to me? It is a chicken or the egg. Yeah, it's like you're so. <laughs> Both are right at the tip of your brain how to process that initially. I... One other thing he would say is um, whenever something was dirty, he'd be like, there's crumbles. There's crumbles everywhere. He referred to every piece of dirt as crumbles. <laughs> Donut crumbles everywhere. Yeah, he, they were. It was. Uh, they, they were the worst. But no, I, I mean, it is. Just wow, we really I just really shattered your I, I was I... <laughs> it, but that's the thing. Everybody had this idea of the donut man. It's just it, I guess it must be just the power of like, ooh, uh the donut man. It sounds like you wanna fall in love with a donut shop called the donut man. Why I, wouldn't you? But I've seen their donuts. That's the thing. I've seen and I've tasted their donuts and I I Dunkin' Donuts, by comparison, smaller donuts than the, the donut man. The Donut Man donuts were far more robust, and they had a better selection. Well, there you go. Ah, oh, Matt. I stand corrected. <laughs> no, I'm just fighting here. I'm fighting here. All right, guys. You know what? I'd love to take a break from these hard-hitting issues to take some time and appreciate the performing arts. Oh, good. Which can like only that. mean one thing. Yes, What's folks. That? This is the performance section of our podcast. Oh, la, la. Where each week we pick a different medium, and we entertain the hell out of you with it. I like ordered that. the large. <laughs> oh, <it> <laughs> oh, 
Ouch. <laughs> all right. Boo. It's clever. You're clever, Ryan. We all, we all know you're clever. How are we going to talk to dead people with this extra small? <laughs> if if, you, if you've ever wanted to know the difference between a joke and a play on words, that was it. <laughs> <laughs> We're going tangential right Ooh, now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> So, what do I do? What are the instructions, my friend? Let's the, perform. The inst- since you are the gentleman closest to the cups strategically, Mr. Matthew, I'm going to ask for you to make the selection out of the purple cup. I may not be a gentleman, but I am a gentle man. <laughs> a that's tan- also not a... I don't even think that's a play on words. He's a tan gentleman. That's like a work oh, on words. Yeah, what? I said you are a tan gentleman. Take it back. <laughs> <laughs> for shame. For shame. Okay, which is the, excuse me, is, oh, the middle one? It's the middle one, please. Purple one. Purple. Not a convenient website. Okay, so this is what it says. Hit me. Inside interview. Is that what it says? Yeah. What does that mean? So I think that's. And then, oh, then it says each. Here's the thing. Here's the thing about Michelle. What do you think? It she means? knows. She obviously learned cursive in school, and Matthew obviously never went to school. <laughs> so there's a little bit. So What's it, it says say. inside interview. It, Ryan will be, be able to read this. Uh, right up. I can make out some of those words, but I'll be honest. I'm not a cursive reader. I what do we got here, Ryan? Inside interview. You do. I. It's my. Oh, Thank it's you. my lack of ability. It's my um. Stupidness that is All not right. being able to decipher. I'll start. I'll stop feeling insecure then about my Well, but now I'm feeling better now that Ryan, <laughs> Ryan, has re- Ryan has removed his fancy glasses. I will tell you that one of the things that my ex husband used to complain about is when I'd make out the grocery list, he could never read my writing. He, but he looks. That's a, a he. Not to not to profile your husband, but he looks like a guy that also can't read, like Matthew. My God. Damn. Okay, we're still in Too the process far. of the separation. I'm gonna cut you off right there. <laughs> cut that part alimony. out. Who gets custody of the shopping lists? <laughs> I can't even read these. <laughs> well, thankfully, I go on Instacart now, so somebody else does my shopping. <laughs> Did you have to start I, just I like? Don't know what it says. Did, All right. Did you ever start just like drawing pictures of food? <laughs> oh, but it, this is. <laughs> I started labeling the aisles, like find it aisle, and then like. You drew a, ma- a treasure map. <laughs> and like points of like in this aisle, you'll see this, this, and that. The cornstarch. That's a yellow flower. I don't actually. That's not what cornstarch. I meant cornmeal. I meant cornmeal. I I'm would so never sorry. want you to ever use cornstarch in place of flour, Matt. You told us a story about your banana bread. How it tasted like the ocean. <laughs> it's, which, uh, uh, it's sort of like a beautiful artistic Cake by concept. the ocean. Cake by the ocean. Ay, 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 All right. So what, did, what does it actually so say? So what this actually says is... <laughs> I tried so hard. I, I really... Know. I feel so much better. Oh, thank Each God. interviews the other. Oh, okay. What does it say before that, though? There's Aren't yeah, there two words that? before that? that that's... <laughs> I have to tell you, I'm improvising because I can't even read it. <laughs> I'm improvising because I, I can't I, I even see, read it. See, because I got that part, but there's two words That's before that that I cannot make out at all. Wade is the... Wade? <laughs> laid, L-A-D-E is what that first word looks like. Each. That's the first word? Yeah, and I think the next word is interview. But then it's like each interview each other. 
Each one to each one. Rob Santos. Each one. Oh, yeah. I hate that title. What? Each one to each one. You're going to get us beat up. I really am. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. I I think that's a cool title. See, I think we are in a good position because if somebody said, hey, the title of your podcast is ridiculous, I'd be like, yeah. Really? <laughs> Your podcast is ridiculous. Let's go fight about it. <laughs> That's what's up. I would love to throw it. I would love to get into a fight with another podcast. And I'm looking at you, the Joe Rogan experience. <laughs> I feel like I one of, if two of us take his legs, then the other one could just um, have a three-hour in-depth conversation with him. And then I guess we win. That's how we win. I don't know how to. I don't know how fights work. <laughs> okay. Um, cut that part out. Michelle? Yeah, yeah, Matt. Would um, you, what uh, is it? W- would what, you like a little more information about our performance? Piece? So I guess we're okay. So, so um, so I think is- the worst part of this whole thing is I'm pretty sure this is a Matthew suggestion. So this is probably following in the fact that I'm I'm over here playing it like, what is this crazy topic, Michelle? When meanwhile, it this is, is a Matthew truly suggestion. this is truly my fault. All right, I got I got I, I got a, a I got a question. Matthews. I got a question yeah. that I will ask. Uh. Best and worst ways to die. If you could choose, what's your what's your first favorite and uh, at least favorite? Okay. Bravo, Ryan. That's a Thank great. Thank God, topic. the savior, the yes. topic savior. Yeah. And it still technically works because that's an interview question. Yeah. 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 Perfect. I'm like Tom Brokaw, Larry Sanders. I feel like. Yep. Best way to die would probably be in your sleep when you just don't even know it. The worst way to die would be beheading. That's Ooh. what I'm going to say. Because I hear that you're still alive, like, sometime after your head gets cut off. That's what I've heard. From from people who've had <laughs> yeah. their heads cut off. So there's this friend that I have who lives in New Hampshire. Her, she keeps her head in the closet, but the rest of her torso moves around. She says it really sucks. I just picture you getting a phone call. I'll be like, Michelle, I don't have long to talk. <laughs> 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 I've recently been beheaded. Or like, and <laughs> if you've seen Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story, where he's halved. He's alive for like a few minutes after he gets halved. He's like, I've right. been halved real bad, Dewey. <laughs> You gotta, you gotta be great for the both of us. <laughs> you know, this shows where my head's at. When Ryan asked that question, I immediately transposed it in my head to which, how are you gonna commit suicide? <laughs> <laughs> so I was thinking, okay, pills and a bathtub. What am I doing? Slit, but then, <laughs> I would always, I would always like mix up committing suicide because I would like take pills and like slit my wrist in a bathtub. I would just like have, I would be a mess. I wouldn't do it properly. But best and worst ways of just <sighs> dying. I mean, I, there's something for me, there's something terrifying about dying in my sleep. I think it's like the lack of control. Like, I don't want any big things to happen when I'm asleep because I'm not there. It's like, sense. I kind of don't want to miss my own death in mm-hmm. a way. Hmm. So, but I don't exactly have an ideal way of dying. Um, maybe dying uh, doing what I love. So, hopefully having a heart attack right here and now. Oh. <laughs> As gruesome as that is, I take that as a compliment. Mm-hmm. Nice. Ryan? <laughs> well, uh, best, I, I think I would like to, uh, I'll agree with you that I would like to know that I'm dying. Mm-hmm. Uh, my instinct is to say old age, but like right. old age minus like 20 years. <laughs> you know? like, Middle I, age. I, yeah, no, like I think 80s is probably a good time. And yeah. uh, I'd like to, I'd like to like be out in the, I'd like to have enough, uh, uh you know, pre pre 
preparation time to be able to go out into the woods when I'm about to die, mm-hmm. you know, and sit sit on a stump or maybe uh, <laughs> you know in a in a, a bathtub or something. Uh, would mm. people? Why do so many people commit suicide in the nude? <laughs> It's when you're talking about people they in the bathtub or they, uh, I mean, is it because they think they're going to shit their pants anyway and they would rather have it underneath them than like in there? I mean, I would think that I would kill myself with clothes on. Yeah. I would. They're going to have to change them, obviously, but it's no reason to be like, you know, hey, little, little Timmy or grandma or whoever finds you, like... Uh, not only are you down one beloved relative, but here's my dick. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, maybe it's a spiritual thing, you know, leaving the world as you came into the world, naked. Hanging from a cord. Oh, <laughs> Speak for yourself, Perv. I had my Oshkosh Bagashes on when I came out of there. <laughs> 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 like a proper boy. And uh, uh, least favorite? I'm going to say uh, I am torn between buried alive and eaten oh, alive. Oh, fuck. I have I have a wow. real God uh, damn those are both geez. bad. <laughs> I, have a, I have a real fear of being eaten alive, which I think comes from childhood because uh, fairy tales are completely filled with things that want to eat you alive. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, I I would always have dreams when I was little about being consumed alive by evil Muppets or Tyrannosauruses or whatever. Jesus. So I uh, <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm gonna say those are my top uh, bottom. Two. Mm-hmm. Wow. Top bottom two. Top bottom two, That's baby. Insane. Make the rocking world go round. It's what the Walking Dead that makes me fear being eaten alive, and I know it's fictional, but like, is it fictional? Because right, <sighs> we don't know where this coronavirus is going to end up. I'm a, I'm arthritic. I can't run away from anything. Like, I'm just going to lay down. If I just see a zombie coming at me, I'm just going to lay down. I'll be like, it's just my time. I feel mm-hmm. like we're in a good position here on the on the, the second floor. We could see him coming. But can zombies traditionally climb stairs? <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good point. These aren't traditional zombies anymore. No. These aren't your grandfather's zombies. Mutated zombies. It is annoying. I find it annoying that zombies, they 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 started as just these lumbering things that were coming at you. So you had like a fighting chance. And then what was like 28 days later? Is that when they first just started going Running. zippy, zippy? Fast, fast oh zombies. So God. annoying. It's like a no, but it's also like... It makes them more deadly, but less scary for me because it's like, oh, they're already here eating me. There's not like, ah, oh, geez, a zombie's after me. Ah, I gotta, we gotta. But the eyes though, they had pack. given them the red eyes, and like they made them look like like crazy zombies. Like they made them look crazy enough where like running after you, just. Oof. But you wouldn't even have time to say like they're coming to get you, Barbara. <laughs> Barbara would have been freaking digested by then. That's true. Barbara would have been gone. Yeah, you don't get to have cool lines like that. I'm surprised you don't see more people in zombie movies that just commit suicide to not have to deal with it because nobody wants to be eaten alive. They eat you until you're dead. See, I always think that they eat you until you're dead, but at a certain point, you're bit, you turn into a zombie. So do they stop eating you? If, If you get bit and then you run away and by the time they catch up to you, you're already a zombie, I don't think they they consume you. So it's a oh, yeah. really it's a game of time. How do they know race when to against stop? the clock? That's a really good point. How do they know when to stop? I think it, you turn gamey. Yeah, they they have a good sense of taste. Those zombies have incredible palates, yeah. like amazing palates. Mm. They know when their food's gone bad. If a zombie's not sure if you're a zombie yet, it will give you a big lick right across the face, like Beethoven the dog. Oh. 
I'm going to have to watch a lot of Glee after this. That's actually fun. The first time I attempted to watch Night of the Living Dead, I got to the beginning and then I had I turned Babe the Galleon Pig on right right away afterwards. Just to make you feel better. I couldn't I couldn't get through it the first time. I was a nervous boy. I, that's how I couldn't watch the horror movies when I was younger. Like I tried to, I what did I watched like a Friday the Thirteenth and I was just so scared. I would wake up and I would just imagine somebody standing in my doorway and I would have to like watch the monkeys like mm-hmm. Nick at night and watch the monkeys or something. I think part of the reason that I find horror movies to be a good uh, anxiety reducer is it sort of forces you to externalize your anxiety. Like when you're when you're thinking about ghosts or, or zombies or whatever, it you force that to take the place of uh, you know bills and global pandemic and uh, and all your all your real real issues the mm-hmm. scary real life stuff yeah it's nice to put a, an actual spooky face on uh on the prop of uh, you know the regular life struggles if you will uh, i hear you yep that makes perfect sense to me that's a good way of rationalizing it ryan that's a nice that's a nice train of thought <laughs> nice train of thought on you over there uh all aboard <laughs> <laughs> all right well the only way i know how to cool this room right now Matt is full of surprises today. I'm now obsessed. I was completely. I'm so. I, I so distract us. easily. What? Oh, <laughs> I love that. The dirty sad. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Okay. The dirty stayouts. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> All right, now now the reveal. Let the let for the listeners at, at home. <laughs> right, what was that? Matt has broken out an anthropomorphic taco with a face <laughs> on the side of it that blinks and speaks and is a recorder. There you say it. That is the coolest. Is that our is that our mascot? Yep. Officially. I didn't know the face had this this feature too, where it does whatever this is. That is the most adorable thing I've ever seen. The dirty stayouts. Is this something you've had, or did you just recently acquire this piece of equipment? I um. Piece of equipment. <laughs> I acquired this at s- sometime during the duration of us this of us recording this podcast, oh. but I've had this in my possession. For quite a while now, I plum forgot that I bought this at one point, and then I almost forgot um, today. And <laughs> <laughs> for some reason, um, uh, Ryan describing being eaten alive reminded me eating. Okay, wait a minute, <laughs> hunger, food. What's a food? Tacos, taco. The tacos, talking tacos, yep. talking tacos. And here we are. All right. That just completely derailed the podcast. No, <laughs> but it's adorable and still a little bit upsetting because it's still going. It's got it's a face. Still doing. But it completely took me out of the bad headspace that I was in from talking about <laughs> zombies. <laughs> Ryan's trying to connect with it and becoming a talking taco himself. He's moving his mouth. Can you communicate? Mimicking. With He's it, like Ryan? the Jane Goodall of tacos. Come on, Ryan. Well, now it's the only thing that's worried about being consumed alive. 
the, the, the sound this of its sucks. little mechanical <laughs> mouth <laughs> moving is <laughs> the last sound you're ever going to hear. That's pretty funny. Consider yourself derailed. <laughs> well, what do you think? Do you want to wrap this up with a little top five action? Let's yeah. top it up. Yeah. Let's let them know what we like. Yeah. Let's let them know Let's what we polish like. Polish it. Top oh, yeah. five action. Matt, you know what to do, partner. Let me just get hooked on phonics real quick. And I love that mug, by the way. I'm crazy about mugs, and this is like one of my pug on a mug. Pug on a mug. And then I have another pug mug. I love mugs and I love pugs. This is no lie. And I'm derailing, but... This one says dragon ass. Is Corgi a hipster dog? Who's that? Corgi. Corgi, is not a, Corgi. Is a Corgi a hipster dog? Because I was Aww. out during the holiday weekend, and there were a whole mess of hipsters all over the place with their like pointy beards. And, you know, they look like me. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, they, but many of them had Corgis, which is an adorable dog. I love Corgis. But... I was like, is this is this like a new th- is it the trendy new dog to have? In which case, are we gonna be able to get any? Are they gonna be only for the super rich or, or whoever? I think you've got mm. something because I I think those little legged dogs are hot right now. I think that they are hot right now, and I think uh, that's I think they, it makes me sad though to think that like a, a group of people would be like, this is our dog. It's like love all dogs. We gotta return them to the people. We gotta liberate them. Uh, into our own houses, into yeah. our own middle class. Corgis w- for everyone. Yeah. Corgis for everyone. You heard it. You're on notice, upper class elite corgi owners. Suck it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, if you're a dog, if you're under a certain size, I think you shouldn't be allowed to woof. You have to meow. <laughs> that should be the rule. So what's the size? I think anything under uh, anything under golden retriever. I want to see you meowing. So my pug, my pug should be meowing. That should be a meowing. <laughs> that would be funny. Meow. I think it's so funny. The idea. My. I think the best funniest thing that could pop that would never happen, but I wish it would happen, is if like another animal, say a chicken, say a salamander, would like meow. <laughs> <laughs> How radical would that Weird. be? I'm sure that somebody can doctor some kind of like a. I don't know what the kids call it—a gif, the GIF. What, like, how do you, what do you call those things? It's a gif, GIF? or a jif, and I am you, completely <laughs> unable to figure out which. One person will tell me one, one person will tell me another. It's a, uh, it's a real, real pickle. I was spelling it out for all like the kids at work. I was like, "Have you seen that like GIF that I sent you?" And they're like, <laughs> "What?" I'm like, "The GIF," because it's all caps. I'm like, "GIF," <laughs> like a gif. GIF, like, more like a gaff when you say it. Yes, it is. <laughs> you guys, all right, top five. Top five. What do we do? Kinds of dip. <gasps> that's a pretty. This... Good, that's a pretty good one, actually. Okay, and I'm gonna admit that's a last minute one that I threw in there. I'm okay, like, I, yeah, I know it's a like sneaky that. one. I was like, I never remember this one. Because I'll tell you that I could eat dip for a regular meal. Like I love dips. Dips are like my favorite food, next to spaghetti and meatballs. Wow, dips. <laughs> dips. What kind of dips are we talking about? Top five. Top five. We're going to go with my top five. I'm going to go with like a standard queso dip. Um, so I like just like a regular queso. I like salsa. I like French onion dip. I want hell of a good French onion dip. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. stuff because that's like mm-hmm. the best tasting. I like clam dip. Clam dip is also good. 
And then the taco dips that you get, like they have like the layered taco dips that you can buy in the container, right. and those drive me nuts because <laughs> it's like refried beans, sour cream, cheese, guacamole, salsa. Like I could eat. It's a big container, but I could totally mm -hmm. cast one down as a whole meal. Yeah, for sure. I'm nuts about dips. Nuts about, about dips. I'm nuts about dips. What about you? I'm Some not good dips. I'm not. Thank you. In general. I'm not crazy about dips. Oh, I'm not. Oh, <laughs> but I, I have ex I have exceptions, and, and I don't words. I don't know if they count because but the, well certain dips, are we well do we is guacamole a dip? I consider it a dip. Then I love dips. <laughs> 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 but I'm just I guess what I said I think like I'm not into a queso dip. I'm not into like a ranch. Like I'm not into a, like a white base like a dairy based dip. Um, they're not. For, I don't something about them. They kind of low key gross me out if i must be okay. i think it's also because you know why I'm, I'm slightly averse to dips because if you you guys know uh molly mm -hmm. yep you ever hear about molly well molly will do this <laughs> thing when uh she's at the end of the dip she'll take her she'll like turn her hand into like a sort of like <laughs> partial fist and partial like uh, -huh. uh finger phalange uh just clean like sort of like a cleaning utensil if you will yeah but she'll slurp the rest of the dip on her hand and just lap that puppy wet and then lap that puppy <laughs> until it's dry oh. <laughs> and i might be using a, a little hyper hyperbole but not much not much at all to be honest with you she does it with her bare hand and doesn't use like a smaller chip or anything she uh, maybe it's hidden you can't see it well, sometimes, yeah, she'll, she'll, but then, she, well, what she'll do, funny you should mention that, <laughs> is this is when the chips are gone, but then she'll use her dip ridden hand and she'll go back to the bag of chips and just adhere, use her hand to adhere the rest of the crumbs. Yep. <laughs> from the bag. <laughs> you should see Michelle's face. Yeah, she is. <laughs> she can't believe it. <laughs> She's in disbelief. So I mean, you can't. It's uh, there's a little bit of trauma when it comes to me and dip. But actually, I honestly never really preferred a dip uh, before this. But I just, I just wanted to shoehorn uh, uh, that. Mo Somebody had to hear about that. But honestly, my favorite <laughs> dip of all by far. But there's also I'm very picky about this kind of dip. Would be a hummus, my friend. Oh, oh yeah. Love a hummus. I like a tapenade. I like. Oh, yeah. uh, I forgot about fucking tapenade. Mostly, I just like a tapenade. But there, there's yeah. some brands of hummus are lousy. But one hummus I always wanted to try, I haven't tried yet. What is it, it just seems crazy. Is a chocolate hummus. I've seen that too. <laughs> I wanted to try that too. It seems crazy, but uh, let's do it. All right, we're gonna next episode. Try it. We're doing yeah, chocolate yep. hummus. Chocolate yep. hummus. We're gonna episode. try chocolate hummus. What a yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna admit something. Uh, sometimes I try to impress people by by pronouncing it hummus. <laughs> hummus. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I think that's the, and, and I just started doing it, so I'm not going to be all high and mighty about it, but I'm like, I think people will notice. I think people are going to look at me with more respect now that I'm saying hummus. <laughs> hummus. 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 Yeah. See, that's Humas a little bit mich. too much. I, I almost you want. You think so? Oh. Well, so oh. I, I am uh, very cognizant about about not putting on too many uh, accents because my, yep. my mom would always, if we were getting takeout, she would always do like an offensive little voice for whatever, oh. what kind of takeout. Oh. Where, and I pointed out to her and she tries to do it, but she's been doing it for so long that it's hard for her to, uh, you know, she, she'll she do up the, the fried lice uh, deal, the whole, I'm not gonna do it because that's how you, even though I'm in control of these master tapes, <laughs> that's how you get canceled. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh boy. I will say this, I think between, uh, I, 
I, I think my mom's uh, uh, Mexican accent is more offensive than her Chinese oh, accent. No. <laughs> Back <Wow>. to dips. <laughs> Back to dips. I like a bean dip. I like an onion dip. <laughs> bean dip. I like a I like a duck sauce. Is is a great oh, dip. Oh, never so even thought you, you can your dip. Yeah, is dick, yeah. Is dick sauce. <laughs> 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 it's duck sauce. Let's try. We'll try the dick sauce after the no. chocolate hummus. <laughs> Wait, a little more dick sauce over here. <laughs> <laughs> little more dick sauce, sir. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I'll say one other thing. This isn't my sauce. favorite, but it is the. I uh, I used to I used to eat at the McDonald's. I don't know if you okay. if you've eaten at the McDonald's. Mickey D's, right? And once you haven't eaten there for a while, mm-hmm. and you eat there again, you cannot believe how salty the food is. Mm. There is not one item on the McDonald's menu that I would say is the best version of. Like their fries are not the best fries. Their mm-hmm. burgers are not the best burgers. But their sweet and sour dipping sauce is one of my favorite dips oh, of all time. And I used to have a little system established where I would go into the McDonald's and I would get a four-piece chicken nuggets and I would say, can I have like 20 sweet and sour sauces <laughs> with that? Would they give it to you? Uh, sometimes they would. Sometimes, I mean, people at McDonald's don't give a fuck. But Hell yeah. then the rest of the, the month or several months or however long it took, I could get a halfway decent uh, piece of chicken or a halfway decent fries and have them with my McDonald's sweet and sour dipping sauce Yum. until they caught up to me and broke both my legs. But that's a story <laughs> for another time. How dare, you, how dare you use up all that? That's I think that's a pretty popular sauce. My brother, Saucy. that's his go-to uh, chicken nugget sauce is a sweet and sour sauce. Oh. Good stuff. Well, I feel like this is uh, all the time that we have for today. These are all the topics that we've desired and covering for you folks. Great episode. Mm, I love this episode. And you know what? It's inspiring me. Oh, I think we got a little performance. A little performance. Kazunatics. Take if us. If you will, to our adoring audience, we would love to take you out this evening with a little bit of Kazunatic mania. All right. This will be uh, until next time, everybody. We're the... Uh, were the dirty stayouts? This has been the talk about town, and uh... did we start out all saying the dirty stayouts at once? And we did, right? And then we uh, got away from it. Well, why don't we do it? <laughs> <laughs> let's do it. Let's do it right now. Let's not. It's not awkward. Let's do it now. Fuck it. Let's do it live. Fuck it. The the the, the, the dirty, dirty stayouts. Stay There he goes. <laughs> oh, it's a little dumb Star Wars android after all. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody.